0: This is the coalition, coalition, coalition. In 08, we went on a mission, taking over the game, but we hardly finished. This is how we started, so take a listen. This is the coalition, coalition, coalition. In 08, we went on a mission, taking over the game, but we hardly finished. This is how we started, so take a listen. Started off as analog hype, but our plans were bigger. We realized only a few mans were realer, so we dropped chrome to get Mozilla started the coalition to get those hits up we went to E3 that shit was mad off of that one trip I met my dad Joe kept calling the themes they were all dope there's some classic articles that we all wrote Mills had my back on the console war zone we dropped mad writers but we had more hope Kieran, Shell, Dre, Joe and we forever wish you good luck in your future endeavours shout out to Carl, Rich and Dave Save TK from heading straight to the grave On the co-op, me Ed entertained, beginning to end And my nigga AB got coverage on CNN This is the Coalition, Coalition, Coalition In 08 we went on Good afternoon,
1: ladies and gentlemen And welcome to a very special episode of the Co-op Podcast uh, I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr. And today I'm joined by Mr. Gary Ace Wavy. How's it going, Gary? It's
2: going very good very well thank you very much um i'm excited for this episode because like it's a real throwback and you know i'm I'm still like i'm still surprised that it's been 10 years since we've been doing this thing so um, i'm very excited for this episode and um you guys will see why
1: yes i i agree 100 percent with everything that you said uh we're also joined by uh mr fergus mills how's it going mills
3: i'm always going going very well man I'm- I'm glad to be here you know i'm honored that we can come back and do a, a special 10-year episode man you guys have been holding it down for 10 years i mean the coalition is going strong so i'm proud of everything that got started way back when
1: awesome i agree and of course we're joined by mr anthony frazier how's it going
4: mr frazier what's up man i'm happy to be here real? i'm happy to be here just uh, like Fergus said, you know, I'm happy that you guys have been going 10 years strong. Um, it's a blessing. You know, we've seen a lot of people come and go, man. We're we going to get into that later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Without
1: a doubt. And uh, I do want to take a quick minute to give a shout out to everybody that has been working uh, at the coalition. I will give them a proper shout out later, but don't worry that they will return on future episodes. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, so uh, obviously uh, today's uh, topics are going to be a little bit different. We have two news stories we definitely want to talk about, and then we're going to get into a couple of other topics uh, related to the coalition and some of our thoughts on a lot of things that have happened over the years. So the first topic uh, we're going to get into uh we need to uh, we definitely need to let people know what we have been playing and i'm very curious to hear this because i have no idea if uh if uh anthony and mills have been playing that many games so i'm actually going to go to you first mills Uh, what have you been playing
3: well i can easily let you know what i've not been playing and that's uh (laughs) anything to do with the xbox console (laughs) (laughs) i have I had an no, Xbox you, One. You
4: still, you still hating on Xbox, y'all? After all these years. Yeah, I'm years. still
3: hating on no Xbox. <laughs> oh, I know. Man. It's in my blood. Oh, <laughs> Ten man. Ten years ago, Xbox was on top. You know? Xbox was very strong. I even bought an Xbox One. I played Cuphead, Gears of War. But then I sold it. I don't <laughs> know. Microsoft, we'll come back to that later. I did buy Red Dead Redemption 2. I haven't played it that much, but it seemed like it's going to be live up to the hype i did play mega man 11 because i had a flight to hawaii like last week so there was a long flight mega man 11 is pretty dope so i'm definitely gonna play that again and go back to red dead redemption when i can
1: that's cool yeah yeah uh i'm curious about mega man 11 i I don't know when i would have time to play that but uh yeah that's awesome some pretty good games i would say
3: Yeah, and I'm looking forward to Battlefield 5. I kind of think it's going to suck, but I know (laughs) it's going to kind of bring back some memories once they kind of start patching it. And they're saying all the maps are going to be free. So I'm definitely looking forward to that.
2: You're like the first person I've heard to be excited for that game. (laughs) I know.
3: (laughs) I accept it. I realize it's not going to be a great game. But they have the time to build on it. And they just kind of put the resources into it. and Don't treat it like that Star Wars game they can definitely build on it for
1: well you you know know. you know at the very least it definitely will have more content than uh, call of duty black ops 4 though uh, that game is only multiplayer you got single player campaign in this uh multiplayer and then i guess you got the battle royale mode coming in 2019 so
3: yeah it wouldn't do me any good to talk bad about call of duty because they're just going to ignore me and keep making money i mean (laughs) <laughs> the train can't be stopped on call of duty so shout outs to them so
1: no you're right absolutely okay so how about you uh anthony what have you been playing
4: man all i've been playing was words with friends with my girlfriend that's it <laughs> that's it man Hey,
1: not, nothing wrong with that i, I recall we, we used to play that game with a couple couple different people on the team and uh I know people would be bragging when they would uh, beat the other person. I know Ed was one of the people that was bragging the most. So that's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I remember man. that. That's,
4: that's all I've been playing, man. Just keeping, keeping, keeping me busy, man. I've been playing Boggle and a whole bunch of just mobile games, man. I ain't been hardcore gaming, you know. Uh, my brother, he, you know, he stays with the hardcore gaming. You know, he stays on the on the latest, man. But I've been too busy, man. I've been too consumed.
1: So. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. So, uh... I think I'm gonna go next this time. So I put more pressure on Gary. Because, uh... I know he's been playing Overwatch. But hopefully he's been playing more than Overwatch. But, uh... I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to you in a second, Gary. As for what I've been playing... Really pretty much the same as last week. uh More Red Dead Redemption... Too. Way too much stuff to do in that game. And uh, you know, it's great. You know, it's it's not a game that you wanna rush through and, and, and play, you know, you know, you know, because you want to take your time to just enjoy it. But uh with that said, uh I'm very much enjoying the game. Um I know that Rockstar announced that uh the Red Dead online, I believe that's coming at the end of November, so I'm very curious to see what that experience is like. But um I'm enjoying the game a lot so far. glad uh, that they found a way to bring John Marston back. And, you know, you have a couple of missions with him. So, that was cool. Um, but, yeah, I still have so much to cover. I've only just begun Chapter 3. And I believe it's about four or five more chapters to go. So, um, I will be playing that for quite some time. But, uh, anyone that uh, hasn't picked up Red Dead Redemption 2, thinking about picking it up, I definitely will urge you to pick it up if you are... Curious about it? Just be prepared to uh, deal with a couple of things that we addressed last week. The controls. Yeah, that takes a little bit getting used to. Uh, it's still a great game, though. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's a perfect game, but it is a, it is a great game. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, so that's pretty much all that I've been playing. So Gary, the floor is now yours. How about you let us know what you've been playing?
2: Yeah, so of course we know I've been playing Overwatch. You know, nothing's changed. I've been playing this game for over two years now um, since the day it came out. So, yeah, I'm still playing Overwatch. Um, But also, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And, uh, like you said, there's a lot to do in the game. Um, I will say that it's definitely one of the best games I've played that came out this year. Um, And I think it's, you know, it's still kind of early it like into the game that but um, I I think I think it might be my personal game of the year to be honest with you. Um I did play God of War. I haven't played Spider-Man yet. But, you know, from the games I've played that came out this year, this is this this is quickly becoming my favorite. Um and, you know, uh, one thing I appreciate cuz with the first Red Dead Redemption, it was really great for its time like when it came out. But I found myself getting bored of it after a while Like the appeal of it just kind of wore off But with this game it's like I can't get enough of it It's like it's very atmospheric, it pulls you in There's always something to do um, I like how you have to really build a the, the, the bond with your horse and everything um, And with your gang, you know, the people in your gang and everything like that And I just get, you know, really addicted to the task of making money uh, both for you know your uh, arthur your main character and for the gang so um i'm really really liking it at the moment um so yeah been playing that as well and that's pretty much it just those two games right now yeah
1: that sounds good yeah um i can't wait till the end of the year we have our discussion about uh you know the games of the year because uh you definitely have to uh, play a couple the titles you mentioned, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be a very interesting discussion once we have
2: it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, based on what I've seen of Spider-Man, I'm not sure if I'll uh, like it more than I like this, but, you know, I am a huge Spider-Man fan, you know, fan of the characters, so I definitely owe it to myself to actually play that game at some point, uh, especially before the, the Game of the Year discussion, so... Um, I'll, I'll pick oh. that up soon for sure
1: oh absolutely and and, and just, just so I, I'd be clear with one thing you know I'm not really sure if Spider-Man is game of the year but I, I will at least say it is the best Spider-Man game that I have played uh, in considering all the games that have been released before but um, yeah we definitely will talk about that after you've had a chance to play it sure mm-hmm. so uh, let's go ahead and let's jump into these two big news topics for the week. Um, the first topic, uh, this is one that uh, I can't wait to hear what, what both Gary and, and Mills have to say about this as Final Fantasy uh, f- uh, fanatics, Gary especially. Um, we received news earlier this week that uh, Final Fantasy 15 director Tabata, he is leaving Square Enix to start his own studio and all of the upcoming Final Final Fantasy fifteen content has officially been cancelled. So, um, I know some people were pretty angry to hear this announcement. And there were some people that also didn't really care too much about it. Because I know that there was already a ton of content released for Final Fantasy Fifteen, but then Square Enix had announced another like I guess a season two, I guess they call it, like another batch of D L C and now pretty much all of that has been cancelled with the exception of the next dlc they have coming out which i believe will be the last one so um gary what were your thoughts when you heard this news since you are such a diehard final fantasy fan
2: yeah um so i mean this game came out uh i believe it was like two years ago 2016 i think um and i was one of the people saying that they should not continue to put out content for this game like The the original game was great you know it it was it fulfilled um, a need because you know obviously you know this was uh, it was supposed to be versus 13 and they turned into Final Fantasy 15 and then uh, they specifically hired Tabata to you know finish to, to manage that whole transition from making it versus 13 to Final Fantasy 15 and I think he did an excellent job he definitely fulfilled his requirements of that role but it seemed to me like I don't know like Square Enix focus has kind of changed and they are um, trying to rely more on DLC and um, you know uh, add on you know uh, content and things like that you know and I, I think they need to stop relying on that so much and just focus on making good games because that's what the final fantasy series is is about like it's you get a, a quality rpg experience with every iteration but they're kind of sacrificing some of that quality to focus on putting out more and more content to try and sell it to people and um i i don't like that because it's like they're becoming more westernized they're becoming like an ea or ubisoft or something like that whereas that i think they should just focus on the you know making the best possible game they can now i feel like they should have um already been focusing on uh final fantasy 16 uh we know that they're coming out with the the final fantasy 7 remake but they should be looking towards 16 and you know they shouldn't have spent so so much time and so much money on creating content for 15 like that you know that game it came and went you know and it got outshined by other jrpgs like persona 5 dragon quest uh you know near automata was another rpg that kind of outshone uh 15 in terms of popularity so i think you know they should have just you know they should have just moved on from that and focused on the future and i think uh, i mean I, we don't know why tabata left um, and there's probably going to be some sort of non-disclosure agreement. Uh, he probably won't talk about it for a while, but um, from different news stories and reports that I've heard, I feel like he got frustrated with uh, you know Square Enix approach to you know um, to making content for these games because I know he got very frustrated because there were things he planned to do with the story in 15. But um, the company kind of steered him away from, from doing it the way he envisioned um, So I think he got really frustrated and he wanted to move on and do his own thing And I feel like that's what's going on here um, Now I will say that not every uh, Final Fantasy 15 fan feels the way I feel Some of them actually wanted to see the content that was supposed to come out Um, And it sucks for them because now all that content is cancelled and uh, there won't be any expansion on, you know, these different characters in that, you know, uh, world and everything. Um, So it sucks for them, but, I mean, there's going to be more Final Fantasy regardless. So, I mean, you can't, you know, can't be too mad about it. And plus we have Kingdom Hearts coming up. That's like another big series that they're trying to focus on. So, I mean... There's there's going to be more games to fulfill you know your your uh, desires and everything so yeah I mean that's what I got to say about it I want to hear what Mills thinks because I know I know he played 15. I did play 15
3: but I wasn't able to finish it. It just was one of those games that it came out at the wrong time. I think it was just too many games during that holiday season and everybody's been waiting for Final Fantasy for so many years that specific one it's like when i finally got it it's like i didn't care about it so i played it for like 20 hours and i just stopped so i'm kind of thinking the developers may even have a similar mindset that they've been working on this thing for so long that they just didn't want to work on it anymore but because they put so much money and time into it they had to figure out ways to kind of recover their money so they were trying to come up with these DLCs. I mean, but somebody, somewhere down the line, they just realized they didn't want to make this content. So that's what I'm imagining. Just decided to bounce. So, I mean, I can't blame them. I mean, I'm not going to play the content, so don't put it out. So I'm sure a lot of people will feel that way, too. So I mean, you said a lot of things and I agree with a lot of what you said. So
2: I, mean, I can't say it better than what you already did. So yeah and I played some of that the the early DLC they made like one of the the first three DLC packs they released uh, the Ignis, the Gladiolus and uh, I forgot the other guy's name but those were very shallow and just it felt very thrown together like there wasn't much to it so
3: if that's the level of I did play those first two yeah Yeah, those first two DLCs it was like why, why are you charging us $10 to play this mediocre crap and it's like if i knew this content would have been what it was i'm sure a lot of people wouldn't have bought the season pass so i feel like they didn't put enough time and passion into developing those dlc's so i mean the main game itself you can tell it had a good foundation since they were working on it it had a unique combat system they implemented playing with multiple characters eventually they kind of had a good story it's like once you started to get towards the middle of the game,
2: that's when I really. Oh, you cutting out, Mills?
1: you know that right there is Square Enix. They didn't like what he had to say, so they had to adjust his uh his his, his connection. So um, <laughs>
2: They pulled the plug. DLC oh. sucks. The <laughs> end. <laughs> cool yeah i guess we got the gist of it though um but yeah i mean mean, that's that's pretty much all i can say but as for tabata i feel like he did a great job i remember seeing him um at the uh one of the e3s i went to i think it was 2016 i remember seeing him there and he was given like a presentation of the game this was before it was released um and he seemed very passionate about it and um I I like you know I I always like it when I see or get to uh you know either speak to a developer or watch them talk about the game I like to see that they have a lot of passion that they put a lot of thought behind the game and everything and you can tell he he you know definitely did that um to me it just really seems like he uh he couldn't agree with Square Enix and his bosses and I, I really think that's why he's left the company but I, I wish him well and I hope he goes on to do wonderful things with the new projects that he's working on
1: Yeah,
2: I agree with that
3: it's like, these developers they gotta want to be passionate and want to put their time into something and if he's not feeling it anymore hopefully his next project is what he wants it to be mhm
1: Oh yeah, I certainly agree with you. Everything that you both said, uh, as you know, I'm just going to keep it real. I'm not really a Final Fantasy fan like that. Uh, Final Fantasy, we we know. Oh, you know, okay. Well, I, I will say that Final Fantasy 15 was a game that I had every intention of picking up, but. You know, I I had to I had to just realize, come to the realization that you know either I, there was something else that came out at the time, or I knew I wasn't going to play the game, so I didn't bother uh, touching it. So with that said, it is possible I'll touch, I'll, I'll pick it up later, but no, um, I, I, you know, just see what happens.
3: I don't believe that, Mister Bailey. You still <laughs> haven't finished Horizon.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. Well, I, I haven't even, I haven't even started uh, Horizon. Zero Dawn yet, so uh, yeah, I have a, a, lot, a lot of games I got to get through. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, one quick question I did want to ask before we move on to the next topic, and I don't know if uh, Mister Frazier has anything he wants to say
4: on Final Fantasy.
2: <laughs> he don't care. Nah,
4: nah, man, I don't have nothing to say. I'm just surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised this shit still relevant. this is crazy man that's the power of a brand i'll tell you one thing well it's funny you mentioned that
1: because the question i was going to ask is did uh and maybe this is an answer that only gary would know for sure did final fantasy 15 meet the sales expectations that square enix put out there because i'm trying to figure out what are they going to do now are they going to work on final fantasy 16 or are they just going to work on these other projects and come back to Final Fantasy at a later time?
2: Oh, I mean, they're always going to be working on Final Fantasy games because that's almost that's. I mean, they have a, a a few franchises that they go to, like Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest. But Final Fantasy is definitely one of the most popular. And they know that they're always guaranteed to make money from it. So they're always going to be working on uh, some final fantasy games whether it's you know two at the same time or whatever now we know that they're working on the 7 remake um but i i fully expect that they've been working on 16 already but we just don't know about it yet because um, they're always you know gonna be preparing for for that next final fantasy so uh, we'll definitely see more of it um you know i mean my argument was just that they should Focus less on making content for 15 and just put all their efforts towards 16. Um, so I'm hoping that now this has happened, they will amp up on the development of 16, and then we'll we'll hopefully get to see that early in the next generation or something. So
1: uh, I just I just I just end off by saying hopefully you are right about what you said that we'll see it early because I don't want it to be 16 years before you see final fantasy 16 that is entirely too
2: long Nah, it it will be uh 16 years before we see the final fantasy 7 remake (laughs)
3: if square enix knows what's good they're just gonna start putting all final fantasy games on the nintendo switch to start getting some money back because they did put that final fantasy 15 pocket version I, i know a few people that was playing that but they need full Final Fantasy experience for the Switch, and they'll be alright.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Alright, so let's move on to the next topic, and uh, I I think I might be the only one in in here that actually saw this show, but I'm pretty sure that uh, you guys have seen some reactions to the show, and of course I'm talking about the uh, Exo... 18 event that Microsoft had yesterday in Mexico City. Uh, It was obviously an inside Xbox live stream uh, because they know they 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 did start doing that show not too long ago. But this particular show basically was just highlighting a a couple of different things. They talked about 16 games coming to Game Pass, and of course, Hellblade was one of those games on that list, as well as confirming that Ori or in the blind forest early or will of the wisp uh several other titles that are also coming to, to game pass um but also during that show they announced that they have acquired both obsidian entertainment and in exile entertainment hopefully i pronounced their name correctly uh they acquired both of those studios which specialize in making rpgs so now they have 13 studios ...that they have that are pretty much working on new projects. Um, And of course, Gary's favorite news... ...they announced that Crackdown 3 has a release date. It's coming out February 15th. So pretty soon, a couple of months away. But um, I wanted to get some early reactions... ...based on the the show. So Gary, I know that you saw some stuff. What are your thoughts on what Microsoft had to show at this event?
2: Uh, Firstly I just want to say It was a great idea to drop Crackdown 3 On February 15th Because you know uh, All the the Xbox owners out there You get to uh, wine and dine Your girlfriend the day before And then once that's all over You can just focus 100% on Crackdown 3 So very good strategy Very good strategy there But um, as for the the stream I actually caught it late And um, when I tuned in And because uh, they kept showing that graphic of all the games past games that that, that are coming to the service. and you know I, I just got the gist like that the show had been trashed like that when, when I when I hopped into the stream, like, it just seemed like it was very underwhelming. like I just got that I could feel the aura that it was like underwhelming. Um, and, but I, I kept seeing on the side that they have yet to announce the two studios. So I was hoping that, you know, the the, the, the announcement of the new Xbox Studios was going to be something major. But when they got to that, obviously, we'd already heard rumors about the Obsidian one um, and the other one. I mean, the In Exile, that could be good. Uh, but I mean, ultimately, I don't even I don't think we're going to see games from these studios until the next generation. And we know the next generation is like two years out now. So, I don't think we're going to gonna see a lot of uh, the benefits of having these studios I
4: don't think so either
2: Yeah, like I don't think so
4: either
2: Like, I, Microsoft is preparing for the future at this point Like, we're not going to see anything now, you know um, And they, I think they want to get out of this generation as soon as possible So, they're just building <laughs> towards the future right now They're buying time
4: Microsoft is the, you know, they're doing what lottery teams do in the NBA when they want to get the number one draft pick, which is let's just suck for the rest of the whole season. Let's just play the worst basketball ever. (laughs) And when the season is over, we're going to be number one because we've already been basically in rebuild mode. Right now, Microsoft is, is is technically even though they've been coming out with like the X One, whatever, you know that other the what was it, the new console they came out with with the extra power
2: and all of that, which is a waste Xbox of time. 1X. Yeah, yeah, the Xbox One X. Yeah, so like
4: you know they doing the One X and
2: doing all this stuff, and
4: but really like they in lottery mode, they in lottery team mode, you know, and I think it's a good thing. Personally, I think they got a lot of good. Like, I don't, I don't see how some, personally, this is me, you know, okay, people come at me, come at me, you know what I mean, come at me, I don't care, but I'm about to say something crazy. Personally, I don't see how Sony survives the next generation. I don't, you know, because if you look at all the moves that Microsoft is making now, they're future moves. Like, they're the way, they're, these is the way people are moving. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the this is the this is where people are moving. You know, like the the people the Game Pass. That's that's smart as hell. And then them releasing the games on Game Pass. So if you already a subscriber, meaning you already get access. Can you imagine when real blockbusters start hitting that Game Pass? Yeah. And all you gotta pay is your ten dollars a month to access it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like that is the future. I don't care what anybody said, that's the future. Because that's what's happening now across media. Every single piece of media is subscriber based now. That's that that that's worth a damn. You know, music, movies, television shows. Every single consumer, every single consumer media is all driven with this model. You mean to tell me Sony going to be that one property where people always doing it the old way? Come on now. Come on. Come on, son. I mean, let's be honest. Like, this was the last hoorah. I'm being honest with you. This was it. Because when this generation started, that was normal. But now as this generation is ending, you're seeing that that's not normal no more. (laughs) Like, people want convenience. They want ease. And so, you that know. Come at me, come at me, Mills. What's good? Come on. And, and Microsoft is making all the right moves. They said listen, alright, cool. We we understand we, we, we got all the future stuff is is, is is in play, but we suck at original games. Okay, so we just want cop mass studios.
3: Yeah. You know and what I'm I saying? Agree with all of that. Microsoft is in a position where they can be the dominant force next generation. We can see that. But to say Sony cannot maintain or be equally as relevant is what I would disagree with because Sony has the content. They have the base. They're not just going to lose that to Microsoft. They're going to maintain it. They're going to keep putting out the games and they're going to keep trying to find ways to be competitive. Then there's a, they're not going to sit back and let game pass run over them because I don't know where I heard this. Probably on shout out to Tony and those guys on the throwdown they pretty much saying that PlayStation Now, we keep saying it sucks, it sucks, but it's generating a lot of money, more than any other subscriber-based service on the console. Microsoft keeps giving out their Game Pass like the last year and a half. They keep giving away for a dollar. It's always on sale. No one's paying full price for it, so they're trying to set up for the future. But people are not holding on to the content because soon as their subscription expires, they're canceling it and they're not continuing to play. So they got to figure out ways to how to maintain that. On the other hand, Sony is just putting out exclusives and we're buying that and we're playing it and we're getting out third party games. So we're just moving back and forth between exclusive and third parties and this become PlayStation is the premier place to play. They're just rolling on and they're That's why they're the numbers are what they are. So I don't see them just losing all of that. They're just Microsoft is just going to gain a lot of what they don't have.
4: That's fair. You know, I think, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously, Sony, even though they have the, the, the WACA service, you know, it's making money, but it's clearly is not, you know, technically sound. Uh, from what I, I what I've heard,
3: Clear as but, game. game Pass but, is the better service, but it's but, not making the money.
4: You're right, and they're not making the money because, like, like I like I mentioned, like my, right now, Microsoft is a lot of eating. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have the content to make the money that that Sony is gonna make, but they they're setting themselves up in the future to do so. Now, to to talk about what you what you were saying as far as like, you know, Sony not being you know, you, you're right, you know, maybe Sony can, can compete, you know, in the in the next, you know, generation with, you know, with, with, with everything. But, I, I remember us saying the same thing, and maybe it wasn't you, but I could've, you know, I could've swung with the momentum that the 360 had Um, you know, moving into this generation that we wouldn't see Microsoft you know, become a lottery team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they they came into this generation with with looking like the big three and then they left. Now they looking yeah. now they looking like the the, the the rookie all rookies and shit. You know what I'm saying? And so um Since
3: stand on basketball, they was like the Thunder when they had Durant, they had Harden, they had Westbrook, and all of a sudden they traded all their best players and they fell <laughs> off.
4: <laughs> exactly. So I mean, you know, to me, you know, I, I just don't want to I don't want to take success for granted with Sony right now because like yo anything can happen like can, can they go into the next generation with flying colors and still be able to compete and still dominate possibly even still dominate over Xbox sure but at this point you know I, I'm just on some wait and see shit because like yo the way we consume content as human beings right now. It's just completely different, and I just it'll be interesting. Even as gamers, like the e-game industry has surpassed in some ways, you know. When we talk about revenue generation, you know, esports, you know, and so the way people even even think about gaming is completely different from when when this generation started. So, like, it's just gonna be to me. I'm just some wait and see stuff. I'm not planting my flag anywhere. Um, In particular But I am bullish on Microsoft's future moves And if Sony is doing what they gotta do And you know Hats off to them All
3: right, I agree with all that They're looking like they're ready to come for the throne So hopefully it works out for them But let's Stay back in the present a little bit (laughs) Crackdown (laughs) Crackdown (laughs) Crackdown They're finally dropping Crackdown I mean, I played Crackdown 1 a lot. It was a, it was a great game, but I never played Crackdown 2. Does anybody still want Crackdown 3? I mean, is anybody actually going to spend their time in February not play Anthem, but play Crackdown 3? Because well, they're well, dropping at the same yo, time. Why,
4: yo, somebody answer this before before they... Somebody answer this. Why did Crackdown 3 take so long?
2: Your, your guess because is as good as mine.
1: Because they announced it too early and, and and you know, it took longer for them to uh get it to a state of, of being
4: polished. But that's my point. Like it's a it's a cell shaded game. What the fuck kind of polish does this game need? <laughs> We've seen games that do way more technologically and graphically than this game and it still came out quicker.
2: It, That's you, true? you know how many times they reannounced this game? Like they they added a whole actor to the game, like Terry Crews. Like they added Terry Crews like three years after they announced the game the first time. Like, I yeah, and I
4: is. seen that trailer and it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> Terry well, Crews the... doesn't make you want to go buy a video game. Well,
1: well, well. It... No, I I agree I agree hundred percent with everything that you guys said. But they, there is at least one person that I, I do know that said that they are planning on picking up Crackdown three, and that's the whole reason they're buying the Xbox One. And that person is on this podcast. His name is Gary. Yo, so, Gary, you buy a, if you buy an Xbox to play nah, Crackdown, 3, he, he's,
4: you know? he's oh, Crackdown. He's joking. Crackdown three is the definition of a lot of
2: Nah, games. You know I mean? he's lying. Man, I, I ain't <laughs> buying no Xbox for that. Plus, like, I'm pretty sure you, uh, that's coming to PC too, right? So, I mean, if I wanted to, I could just play on PC, so...
1: Yeah, it's a ga- It's coming to Game Pass, so yeah, it will be on PC also.
3: I mean, Crackdown just needs to not come out. They need to just cancel it. Xbox already has a history of canceling games. Just go ahead and cancel <laughs> Crackdown. They got all these studios now. Just go ahead and put out a new IP and have Terry Crews being that Nobody wants Craig help,
2: so. Yeah they could do what uh, Kojima did Like how uh, what's his name was supposed to be In the PT game uh, Norman Reedus And then you know that got cancelled So he brought him on to uh, the new game The Death Stranding So they should do and, that and, with Terry Crews Put him in a new game Put him in and, Alan and, Wake or something
1: And, you, mean, know, and, and you know since, since you mentioned uh, You mentioned uh, Death Stranding that would be my answer as to what the Sony have coming next generation because we probably will not see that game until PS5 comes out. Because every time I see the game, no gameplay. It's the cinematic footage of, and, and I have no idea what the hell the story is about. So that game is no way in hell it's coming out soon.
3: Yeah, Coldreamer, Yeah, he tripping on that one I mean,
4: I'm st-
3: <laughs> I think He's taking advantage of us because we're such MetaGear Solid fans <laughs> I'm gonna buy the game no matter what The game could be crap But I'm still gonna buy it to show my support For what he already made But I mean, he has to put out gameplay If he wants this game to be a, a critical success I mean, we gotta see something That makes us want the game On a mass level
2: It's like I agree. Yep. They had some gameplay, they had some guy running or something. Yeah. You talking two. about
1: the stuff that they showed at E3? <laughs> yeah.
2: Did, didn't, oh. uh, didn't that get you excited, Mills? That that E3 gameplay.
3: <laughs> and the E3 gameplay was crap, man. <laughs> I'm a PlayStation fan, but am I can't just support anything unless it's Kojima. So that's why I'm kinda torn in the middle. Meta Gear Solid is my number one series of all time, so I'm gonna buy it just to support. But the game, I haven't seen anything. It could be a walking simulator for all I know, so I might buy it and sell it the next day if it sucks.
2: So I just want to know what I'm actually buying. Yeah, I mean that that's that's another game that's quickly rushing towards L. territory, because uh, it's like they, they showed that game like two years ago like now I think like the first time and we still don't know what, what the hell it's about so um, that, mm-hmm. that's quickly becoming an L like unless they explain what the game is about and when we actually might be getting it then I think people yeah. are going to get tired of seeing it eventually yeah
3: I don't suspect it to be this number one blockbuster Call of Duty sales game it's going to be for the hardcore so
1: absolutely well um i agree with a lot of what was said across the board uh as for the xbox event um i do have an article that i that i wrote that is on the website now about some things that uh questions i had after i watched that event i know microsoft did announce that they have a uh, winter of arcade to bring it back um But of course they said that we're not going to announce those games. That's going to be at the Video Game Awards show. So I had an issue with that because I think they should have definitely announced that stuff on their show, but I guess they wanted to try and hold some stuff exclusively for the Video Game Awards show. So we'll find out what that's all about December 6th when they have that show. Um, But other than that, I have to say it's a pretty lackluster show uh, as a whole. So... um, We'll see what microsoft does but i do agree you know they're obviously preparing for the future uh with that said i i i, per- I personally don't believe that all 13 of those studios are going to deliver triple a games because a few of them they do pretty good games but you know in, in the case of uh, in exile entertainment i spoke with some people after they announced that yesterday and they didn't even know what what the hell that studio does what they have done so they, they, they just uh, not really sold on them, they want them yet but I do think we can agree that uh, Ninja Theory whatever they do is probably going to be pretty good uh, Playground Games they're going to definitely deliver and the Coalition with a uh, C they'll definitely deliver on what they're working on the other ones I think you know until we see more and hear more then we're going to have to wait and I also add 343 on that list as well because of the Halo 5 campaign no man, that that campaign was horrible. The multiplayer was great, but that campaign was yeah, that that was that was absolutely forgettable. So, we'll see what the future holds. But yeah, uh, any final thoughts you want to say, Gary, on uh, Xbox before we move on to uh, the next topic?
2: No, just uh, I definitely agree with your article. It it raised a lot more questions than it answered, you know. Um, And uh, the event, considering it's like the end of the year, and we know Microsoft doesn't have another big blockbuster until like February. I mean, arguably because Crackdown isn't, you know, it it might not be a blockbuster. But um, yeah, considering it's like their last event for a while. I feel like it should have had more of a bang, a bigger megaton or something like that. Um, And yeah, it it just seemed like a throwaway event to me. Um, But yeah, uh, I definitely, just to summarize, I definitely agree with a lot of what Cap said. I feel like Microsoft is going to come out the gate swinging next generation. But for now, it's like, you know, they're just coasting along. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, with that said, I I, I I cannot wait to see what the responses will be in this particular part of the discussion because uh, some people are probably gonna have some complaints, but I look forward to, to seeing what what all everybody has to say and feel free to let us know your thoughts on the xo 18 event as well as Sony moving forward.
2: Yeah, Dev, uh, Big shouts to Reggie and uh, Daniel Lawson in the chat. And uh, Robert McLeod, you know, they're all talking about it right now. So, uh, big shouts to all those people.
1: Awesome, yeah. I gotta, I gotta check out that chat. All right, so let's move on to the next topic, and this is more so a uh, discussion piece. Oh yeah, but well, we got got to may have to send Mills uh, a, a link again. Um. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm on it. But yeah, uh, th- this is more so some some general questions you I guess you wanted to ask the panel in regards to what we think about uh, the industry, how it has changed over the years. So the first question that we basically you basically asked was, uh, did this generation push the bar forward like the last one? So. I'm going to ask you to elaborate more on that question, Gary, and then we'll give you our opinion on uh, on this particular topic.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I know, you know, I mean, this being the 10 year anniversary, it shows the growth of all of us that are here on this show today, because it's like, you know, we were such avid gamers, like we were um, like gaming kind of defined us a little bit 10 years ago when we first started the site and podcast and everything like that. Um, but now it's like you know, obviously we have a, uh, we have different goals and objectives. We, we're focusing on different things. So this generation, we've probably been gaming less, but I don't know how much of that is because uh, of our waning interest, you know, because of all our responsibilities. Um, or you know, is it that this generation just hasn't been as good as the previous one? So I wanted to, you know, because Anthony and Mills haven't been here for a while, I wanted to just have a discussion about what we think about this generation in, you know, uh, um, as a whole. And do we feel like it pushed the bar like the the previous generation did? Because the previous generation was so lit. Like you had the Xbox wars, like we were arguing like, every podcast was an argument about you know which cons which console had the better games exclusives which uh company was making the better moves which company was innovating uh which games were innovating you know like and there were so many innovative games last generation so this generation you could argue that it hasn't it's failed to push that bar forward so i wanted to i I just want to get like you know mills and caps perspective on that um and, and how they feel that gaming has progressed over these years so uh that's the basis of the discussion so what do you think who wants to go first um
4: you wanna go first Mills or you want me to go first?
2: Yeah you can go ahead
4: <clears throat> um be honest man I don't feel like this generation pushed anything for you know Like, on on either platform, I think PlayStation had the most wild games this generation, but nothing really wowed me as much as games on PS3 has. You know, like, Xbox, same thing. Like, I feel like there were more games on Xbox where, you know, I remember the first time, you know, seeing Gears of War, you know, being out in the rain, you know, with Marcus Phoenix and having like, you know, being out there with the, the gat, you know, about to go shoot some aliens and you that shit was fun. Like I remember the first time playing Bioshock. I don't know. I just feel like this generation personally um was more of the same, man. You know, for the most part. Of course we had some standout games, so I'm not I'm not saying we didn't have any standout game, but but I feel like last generation pushed the envelope a little bit more than this generation did. I feel like this next generation. When we talk about pushing the envelope, I don't think it's gonna be from a graphic standpoint. Like, of course, the games are gonna look good. I think the next generation, just from a technological standpoint, is gonna push the push the, the industry forward. Like we talked about Game Pass, but you know, and Sony, for example, with Sony Now, PlayStation Now. So, like, just just technical changes. I think of where we game and how we game is going to be what the next generation is about. Um, graphically, I don't really think, you know, we're going to see that much of a jump, to be honest with you. I don't think so. So, I think mean, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to be surprised. But I, if I had to say where this generation is, I don't think it pushed the, the industry forward as much as last generation did. So, this is where I stand.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree with a lot of that too. Last generation just dropped too many games that were good, that kept us playing all the time. This generation is more concentrated. It seems like the games that come out is either going to be trash or they're going to be hot. There's no in-between games that I really want to play. So on the reverse end, I'm playing games this generation. If I'm playing them, they're very high-quality Like I know what I'm getting into. I'm gonna have a great experience. Last generation, I would just play a game and I would discover that it's hot. So I kind of give the last generation the edge for just continually giving us good experiences. But I really do, I like this generation too, because I'm playing games like Cuphead. I'm playing The Witcher 3 when I was playing that. I mean, these are high quality games so i can't say this generation was trash in any way it's just it's a little different so so. but next generation i'm expecting technological advances as far as how we get the content like we talked about earlier there's going to be a new wave of how we play games and microsoft is looking like they're in a position to lead that so i'm just want to see what nintendo and sony is going to do
2: you uh do you guys feel like um the way companies are like uh milking dlc and loot boxes and microtransactions like do you feel like that has kind of hurt innovation in gaming a little bit because it's like they're more focused on the business practices now than uh the actual quality of the games Uh, do you guys agree with that
4: i think so you know i'm not i'm not gonna deny it when you start focusing on making money, you know, you lose some quality in, in, in exchange. Um, but, you know, honestly, when we go through periods like that, it always leaves the door wide open for somebody to be all about the quality. And and that that game usually is the one that shits on everybody else. So um, They have to make money some way, somehow. You know, it's just like the music industry. You see how like, the way they consume music is the way people consume music is completely changed. And so if the revenue, if the way we consume is changing, the way that companies make money is gonna change too. And it's gonna make us feel a little uncomfortable in the beginning. Um I just hope that my my I just hope that we were seeing a lot of this before when we got the games where a game at its base is just trash. And the only way to make the game hot is to keep buying all this extra DLC and microtransactions. I just hope it doesn't become more of that. Like, I want to be able to have a great experience with the game, whether or not I choose to buy anything extra. With this shit. Like, if I don't ever want to buy anything else for this game, I should still be able to have a complete experience. Still should be able to have fun. Still should be able to. So, like, I just think if a game, you know, Moves in that direction where you're not having a complete experience unless you're purchasing, um, you know, items that should have been in the box with it, <laughs> then you know that's trash, you know, and I, I think that's a development that don't deserve your money. So
3: you know. yeah, a lot of studios do this, but I want to take time to specifically call out Activision and Destiny 2 because they've been pissing me off for the last couple of years with this. <laughs> when they drop the game and it's hot for a month. And all of a sudden, you can see a uh, see, uh, tweaks that the game starts giving you less content before the DLC comes out. Then all of a sudden, that DLC comes out. If you don't buy it, you pretty much don't even need to play that game anymore. Then all of a sudden, six months comes along. They sell you the game with the DLC, like for thirty dollars or something but if you own the game already and you only buy the DLC it's still the same price as buying the whole package together so that makes me feel like I shouldn't have even jumped in the game at the very beginning if it's not going to be a full experience so I don't feel like I ever got my money's worth for Destiny 2
2: yeah they they messed up a lot with Destiny 2 because when that first Destiny came out the way people were um like stuck on that game like i would see people on that like on my playstation um friends list like they were on that game from morning to evening you know even with the time zone difference and everything like people just stayed on that game um and i I was one of those people at a certain point like i feel like that game the first destiny is one of those standout games from this generation because it Started doing things we hadn't Really seen in a lot of con- console Games before in terms of the Social features and how you group up And run missions together And you know uh, the loot drops And everything like that like it was Really um, that was one of the Games that was kind of innovating And uh, bringing new concepts into Console gaming But they missed, like Destiny 2 was a missed opportunity Because they could have taken that formula and solidified it but they completely dropped the ball because they got they got way too greedy with it and you know the base content that you get when you first buy the game itself like it was uh, way more shallow in compar- comparison to the first game I think even though it did have uh, more of a story but um, the, the reasons why people were so hooked to the first game wasn't prevalent in the second game in terms of the grinding and the level of gear that you're getting and, and things like that So yeah they completely dropped the ball And that that definitely pissed me off too Mils, So I can agree with that And I feel like more and more Companies are doing that now Like they're just focusing on How they can get you to Spend more money Instead of focusing on How to actually keep, keep you immersed In their world And that's what I'm really scared about With Anthem Like because obviously they're trying to build off of that Destiny formula But, you know, um, how well they do it is, is, is the question And I'm, I'm wondering if it's more of a business thing for them Or if they're actually trying to put attention to detail in the game And make it something that, that we're going to enjoy So, uh, Yeah, are you planning to get Anthem Mills? Considering it's Bioware? That's the only reason I'm getting it, because I don't like EA, but
3: I I like BioWare. (laughs) BioWare, we keep saying if they don't succeed, they're probably going to get the boot. A lot of people get fired. I really think that could be true. So I don't want those guys to lose their jobs, because I want to see the next Dragon Age. I want to see the next Mass Effect, as long as it's not Andromeda (laughs) 2. I really want to see what's going on. So I'm gonna support Anthem because I want to support that studio.
2: Yeah, let's just hope for the best. But um, Rich, what what do you think though? Like, what do you think about uh, innovation in this generation and how microtransactions and loot boxes have like affected things, the business side of things?
1: So I want to say first and foremost, I, I agree with pretty much a lot of stuff that both Anthony and Mill said. Uh, I do not believe that, um, you know, obviously as far as this generation is concerned, I I think you cannot compare this to last generation because last generation, there was just, yeah, there was a lot of games on both systems. Um, All platforms had something to offer their fan base. And then when you think about how Microsoft started out this generation, it was not, it, you know, like like like, like was said already on this show, you would think that Microsoft was star strong because they had a great generation, last generation, but that was not the case. And they actually had some people that, that was working for them at the time that thought, well, we need to focus more on entertainment. And because of that messaging, I feel the Xbox One never fully recovered. Now, Phil Spencer came in and did a lot of great stuff for the brand. And what he's doing for the future, we're going to definitely see how that goes, but I'm glad that he stepped in and took the role he did, because he did save it to some degree. But I feel, because of Microsoft not having a particularly strong showing this generation, that is another another reason as to why there hasn't been any innovation, and there hasn't really been many debates about what is the better console, because... Microsoft has not really brought it this generation. Uh, they've been very slow to, like, I mean, they had a couple of titles that I thought, a couple of exclusives that I thought were, were pretty decent. You know, Sunset Overdrive was a great game, uh, but then you know you have other stuff that they had this generation that was just, you know, very mediocre. You know, Recore, which is a game that um, I know, uh, I believe Gary said he he did enjoy that game as well. So so Recore that was a flock no, and then they had a, a, line, a lot of you know. oh say what? <laughs> telling lies on me no well i believe we did have some people maybe it was max we had some people working with the coalition that didn't enjoy that game so but yeah microsoft has not really rotted this generation and and i feel as though competition is definitely what is is what keeps things interesting so because microsoft i know there are a lot of people out there that think that microsoft they are still in competition with uh, Sony. I, I don't think they are in competition within this generation. You know, Microsoft has done a lot of great things in terms of moving things forward with Game Pass, but when you're talking specifically about the game lineup, it, you, no one can deny that Sony has had a lot of quality exclusives this generation. Uh, whereas Microsoft... They, they, they've they had to basically, and you know, when Phil Spencer acknowledges that they have to acquire studios, I mean, it's it's a great m- movement forward for what's going to happen down the road, but they haven't been doing too good this generation in terms of their exclusive titles. Um, So we'll see what happens with, with you know, Next Generation. I do believe Next Generation graphically, I don't think it's going to be a, a huge graphical leap. I think you'll see the same type of games that have uh you know pretty graphics uh i don't really know what what's going to be the trends that pick on the next generation i know the battle royale thing is one of the bigger popular things right now uh and i don't necessarily like that because i'm not really a huge PUBG fan but um i understand how it is appealing to some but i'm hoping that stuff like that is we need to have a little bit more diversity a couple other things that happen next generation, so I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. Uh, one point that I did want to make, though, uh, when you asked about the microtransactions, um, that yeah, yeah, I do think that that has definitely caused some issues this generation. But the other thing that I think is, in my opinion, the biggest issue of this generation is that a lot of devs are releasing games that are half-assed, that are not complete that are not polished and then they're going in to update the stuff later so that kind of changes how you look at a game the first month as opposed to how you look at it months later because i know when put perfect example games like uh pub getting released and obviously you know it's an xbox game preview but when that game first launched on game preview it was it, it was absolutely horrible if you played the pc version of PUBG, you know right off the bat pc version definitely better But it's like, I understand devs, they they, they need time to refine a game and and make it great. But they need to, you know, the people who are in charge, the shareholders or whatever, need to give the devs time. I understand they have to need a deadline to get something done. But if the game needs polish, then they need to give the devs time to polish the game. And I know uh, both you, Mills, and Gary played Mass Effect Andromeda and realized how many issues were with that game. So, see, if that game came out later, as opposed to when EA said, you know, you need to release it at this time, the game probably could have at least been better as far as the animation, as far as a lot of the stuff that they did in there. But um, I feel like it's a trend, this generation, where a game gets released, everything is not in there, and then devs are adding features to it later, which I don't really understand why they don't just add everything to it and then release the game. I, I just don't understand that, but again... I know it's a business decision. Companies want stuff to get done, so they say when it, need, it needs to get done, it needs to get done. But that is one issue this generation that I have noticed with a lot of games, and I wish that that definitely changes moving forward.
3: And I don't want to let this go past Mass Effect and drama that could have not been saved. No matter what <laughs> what. that game was garbage in the making from the very beginning. So
2: bring back Shepard, and we'll be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I believe uh, did didn't uh, Casey Hudson come back after Andromeda, or did he come back before?
1: Oh, this this was after, I believe. I mean, he's okay. there now. Well, he, he had, yeah he he they, they teased the next Mass Effect in the well, you know in this past N Seven day, but it wasn't really no other news aside from the the armor will be an anthem, the N Seven armor.
2: So, well hopefully now that Casey Hudson is back, we can get a good Mass Effect game in the future. But, um, that, that, uh, that, that That's that, that's, that's, it. that's if Anthem doesn't flop.
1: Uh, and EA says, alright, Bioware, that, that's it. We gotta get rid of you guys. So, hopefully Anthem is a success for the, for the sake of, of Bioware's future, because if not, then that will not be a good day for everybody working at that studio.
3: And I want to kind of go back real quick. I'm thinking about the innovation part. Do you guys feel like you can include and say that the streaming era kind of innovated
2: during this generation? So, would you kind of think about that? Oh, yeah, that like the streaming era definitely took off this generation, and I, I do think that that had an influence a big influence on the type of games that came out too. Um, because yeah developers consciously started considering how their game would be streamed because of that so um, and and then you know esports as well combined with esports like i think streaming and esports are very interlinked because you have uh i mean in the case of overwatch you have streamers getting hired for the Overwatch League based on, you know, the popularity of their stream and how well they play and everything, so um, those two things tie together and that influences the type of games we see because now companies are starting to think about having their games uh, be more of an esport and more of a and, you know, games like Fortnite that are perfect for streaming because people love watching people play Fortnite, so... I definitely think the streaming era had a big influence. Uh, You gonna say something, Cap? No, I wasn't gonna say something. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah,
4: unmuted. Nah, unmuted by mistake.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think because we're talking about streaming and esports, that might be what I think about when it comes to this generation like 10 years from now. Because the way the content is being put out The way it's on the news The way it's showing up on ESPN It's like the industry as a whole Is now That much more prevalent And more respected Because of the screaming content So if anything that's what this generation is about
2: And that's what I'm gonna remember It's crazy to think Like when you think about it It's like The like these game publishers the developers they're creating games to make a profit but with the streaming era it's like the actual gamers are able to make a profit too because it's like people are getting money to to play the game and you know to to think about that is is crazy because if you if you asked us that 10 years ago like if you would ever make money just off of playing games and you know obviously not being media like we would have never thought that was possible but you know now it's like there's this whole new industry within gaming like it's like gaming just kind of expanded and gone into different directions a little bit so um i think that's definitely uh, one positive thing about this generation that you know we've seen the industry grow to levels we thought wasn't possible but.
1: Oh no, I, I I certainly agree, and I think that Mills brought up a very good question with the streaming. I agree a hundred percent. Esports has also taken off, so those are definitely some things that that have happened this generation that have been positives in terms of growth. Um, but yeah, uh, outside of that with the innovation, um, I mean we'll we'll certainly see. I mean, there's a lot of games that I that I haven't really had a chance to play. You know, I, I, I like RPGs, but uh, I haven't played too many of them, um, at least not this generation. There's one quick question I did want to ask, though, before we move on to the next topic, because I know Gary and I believe Mills, you both have played games like uh, Persona 5, and I keep hearing that that is one of the best i mean one of the best rpgs that has come out in a long time would you guys agree that there was some innovation in titles like that or do you think that that people are saying that that they're basically hyping it up saying that but there's nothing special about the game
2: um i i can definitely say i'll I'll be quick because i know mills has a lot to say on it too but i don't know how mills ranks it but i can say honestly persona 5 is the best jrpg i played this generation and it's one of the the standout games i played like one of those games that touched me the most um and you know left an imprint kind of um and i definitely want to see more games like that that are just completely narrative focused and um are thinking outside of the box and doing new things you know um so yeah, definitely a standout game for me. My favorite JRPG of the generation. Go ahead, nose.
3: I mean, first I kind of have to preface my statements because I'm not a real RPG guy. <laughs> I probably only played like 10 RPGs my life. Really? That being said, <laughs> Persona 5 is probably number two on my list of what I have played i only played it because gary told me to play it pretty much i saw him playing it and talked about it on twitter so like i'll put that on my to-do list so i played it like a year after it came out and it does live up to the hype i don't feel like i wasted my time the experience was great the content was there it was flashy it was animated to a t i liked all of that so my number 1 RPG I probably would say Chrono Trigger. They need to definitely release that. So they release that again, I'm buying 10 copies of it.
2: But Persona 5 is that good too. Well, um, you, that's why you need a gaming PC cuz they literally just re-released Chrono Trigger on PC and um I think I bought it already, but yeah, it's one of the games I, I still need to play and now that you said that I'm, I'm definitely gonna make it a priority so.
3: I'm probably gonna try that
2: there, Dragon Quest Eleven when it comes on switch. I Heard that's pretty good too Yeah, that's that's definitely a good game, but I I would I wouldn't say it's any better than Persona 5 um, some people do have it as their favorite JRPG this generation, but I, I don't think it's as good as Persona Five.
1: Damn. Yeah, that's 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 uh well, well we'll see about that. Hopefully uh Square Enix uh will take that personal, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Alright, cool. Well, uh two other quick topics to get into um all about this next coalition, yeah, yeah. This is about the coalition. So, obviously, I do feel as though this is a story that you you guys definitely can talk about. As Gary, you are the co-founder uh of the website. You know, you, Cap Mills, you, you have been around the longest. I I didn't join the site until a year later, and next year will be actually be my ten-year anniversary. So how about you give everybody listening for those that don't know the story as to what how the coalition got started
2: um so I mean cap definitely has the best story here but <laughs> if you want me to start and set it off i don't know well
1: well yeah
4: cap cap could go ahead and, and start the story okay um <laughs> I mean, you know, man, this is, uh, first of all, you know, me and 10 years into this is an amazing, amazing feat. And so, you know, I think everyone deserves, you know, uh, uh, a round of applause. Let's just pretend like we got sound effects on this show, you know, and, <laughs> and just, you know, carrying, you know, the torch on this, on this show. It's just amazing. Um, the way, the way the show The way the coalition started in general Was because We, you know, to be honest The coalition started was as a rebellious act um, We actually started a site Called Analog Hype um, A very long time ago And We started it because we were on a site Called Boxton And we felt like we were bringing That, that site so much traffic and to the game section and we had a core group of people who always just you know chilled and talked online and it was just a really big community um in the gaming section on that boxing site and so we just all decided well we're we doing all of this let's just create our own site we're bringing all this traffic in, and so we created our own site and called it analog height and uh, I think something happened with Analog Hype to where, you know, a group of people felt like they can run the site a little bit better than we could, and so they kind of did a coup <laughs> and they took the site and, and went off and did their own thing with it, and so a group of people, you know, kind of was like, well, we don't like their vision for where uh, they want to take video games and video game journalism. We like the vision that we had, and so that group of people was me and Gary and Ed and a few others, um, Drew, can't forget Drew. And 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 we just decided to make our own site we called it the coalition. We built the site in one day and we started putting articles out. We knew we had to work our ass off. So we just started putting out so many articles. We was putting out at least five articles a day. I remember banging out articles. Then we started putting out podcasts. This is before podcasts was cool, you know? Now podcasts are cool, (laughs) and it was just—it was just amazing, man. We went to E3, we went out to game conferences, started chilling with developers, and you know, it was just honestly, man, it's been a a wild ride. And the coalition has been the bedrock to so many careers. You know, there's so many writers that have come here and have went off and created their own careers. You know, in this industry. And I think that's amazing in itself. Um, you know, even me, you know, I could say, you know, if it wasn't for the coalition, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in today. I wouldn't have done a lot of the things that I've done, you know, in in, the, in these few in these, in these years that follow. So coalition has really been the bedrock to so many careers. And, and honestly, man, I think it's going to continue to be great, you know, and I have to take tip my hat off to Gary and and and, and Rich and uh Tony and all the everyone who's working on the site now, you know, for, you know, uh, putting in the work and continuing and, and carrying that torch. Because uh, it's uh it's very important. You know, it's gonna continue to do what it's always been been doing. So that's uh that's a short version <laughs> of this story. Of course is more But, you know, I feel like definitely want to hear from you guys.
1: Yeah, Gary. And Mills.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure Gary can add in to to more of the origin about the very beginning. But I came in, like, at the very end of that split when that group of people created the coalition. That's when I jumped into it because I was on, like, at the sidelines I respected everyone who was working on the Analog Hype site. I was pretty much still posting on Boxing, watching everything going down. So when that split happened, it's like I had to pick a side, and the side that I chose was the group of the coalition that came because everyone had their own opinions. I saw how dedicated they were, and I knew I wanted to be a part of that kind of team. So pretty much I treated myself like I was Chris Jericho at that time. Because Chris Jericho just shrink, came out of nowhere in wrestling. He said, here I am. What's up? So I kind of <laughs> reached out and did the same thing to the coalition group as soon as they was getting started. And they was—they didn't give me any pushback. They were like, yeah, you cool. Come on. J- jump on the wave. So that first year on the coalition, I mean, we had so much dedication. We wanted to get our name out there. We were playing games. We were reviewing them. We had a good time. So the experience that I got from working During that first year I mean, I mean it's priceless man. I appreciate everything That happened And we are what we are today Because of the coalition so.
2: Yeah man so I mean like
4: I just wanna let me just jump in real quick Go ahead <clears throat> yo, I just went to analogheight.com On my computer And um They ain't there no more, you know, and this ain't no beef to nobody who who was building that site or anything. Shout out to y'all, man. Success to you guys. But it's a testament. You know, there were a lot of sites that started around the same time we did. A lot of sites, man. And we still hit. You know what I mean? And I think the fact that, you know... Like I said, shout out to Analog Heights, but the fact that they're not—they're not longer here. I mean, I that's that—that that speaks for itself. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of sites that that is no longer here, you know. And so, you know, I think that's a testament to us and our core and, and what we built as a culture with the site, man. So, <clears throat> just 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 want to sh- uh, point that out.
2: Yeah, that, that's true, man. Like we've we've come a long way. A lot of uh, sites checked out. You know, um, but yeah, we were still here. Um, and you know, that's why that's why I enjoy keeping the legacy alive because we achieved a lot. So I, I definitely want to keep people educated on that. You know, I don't want people to forget that we were ever here because we we did a lot in our time. Um, so yeah. Um, so. As for my origin story and, you know, how uh, my story fits into things. So I was uh, posting on Boxton too. Now, the thing is, I had multiple accounts on Boxton. So um, to to some of these guys who started the site, it might seem like I came out of nowhere. But it's because I had multiple accounts. So they probably didn't, you know, realize who I was and stuff like that. But I'd been listening to um, the co-op podcast because uh, that the co-op podcast actually started on Boxton. Um, it was called something else at first, but um, it started on Boxton, and then you know from there they made Analog Hype. And when they made the jump to Analog Hype, uh, they also had forums there, and you know I was posting every day on the Analog Hype forums, and that's how you know I got noticed, and um, because I was posting so much and I was so dedicated to the movement and everything. uh, It was actually Edward V He invited me on one of the episodes Of the co-op And from then on I was just part of the team Like you know it was like a natural Kind of progression Um, And then when the split Happened with Analog Hype I became you know one of the co-founders Of the coalition because you know That was the the next step In a legacy at that point So yeah uh, And I can say that the coalition has been a big part of my my personal growth as well. Uh, I remember that particular year when we started in 2008. Like I was going through a rough year. Uh, my my grandma had passed away. I was I was uh, in hospital for a long time because of sickle cell. Um, so I was going through a lot, and um, the coalition definitely helped to uplift me. It kept me motivated. It gave me something to kind of. Channel all my energy on, and yeah, uh, th- that's why I'm still here today doing this because like it's definitely helped. Uh, you know, it's helped my personal growth as as a person. So um, I I'll forever be grateful to to Anthony and everyone else who you know started the site with us and everyone's contributions. Um, I I love seeing how you know we've influenced. The industry, like we have people writing at IGN and Upload VR, Shack News, you know, we have people who have moved on to do great things in the industry. So, you know, that that says it itself, you know, the coalition is, is, is definitely one of the most important independent uh, media brands in gaming. So there you go.
1: Damn that, that that last that last line he
4: said man that, he said that with some some power to it <laughs> yeah yo, man I'm about to throw more height I'm about to throw more fire in the gasoline so uh oh more gasoline to the fire I guess but be honest with you man we had a lot of people jealous of us too man you know I feel like now's the time you know it's been years and it's it's now everybody's past it but I definitely want to. Just say yo, like people were very jealous of our success. You know what I'm saying? Like people were super jealous of our success. There was a time where, you know, people were so jealous they actually took out advertisements with my face on it. You know, dissing the coalition. You know? And, you know, as a funny move and like as a joke, as a prank. You know? And so
2: Yeah, I remember that. That was that was my up. Like especially, yeah, man. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you remember, but we were actually planning something big with Torrance at the time, and like you know, uh, us and that other party, they were like we were all involved in trying to build. But then they did that, and that just messed everything up. So,
4: yeah, know. it was it was crazy. And then we we won awards. Let's let's pat ourselves on the back for that. We won in our first year out. We won a Black Weblog Award. Mm-hmm. Our first year out. You know, and this is huge. You know what I'm saying? Like we were, we were really doing some big things, man. And so it was just, it's just an honor, man, to to really be able to uh, work with you guys, man. And I honestly feel like you know, sky's the limit. Like we need to think, start thinking about coalition 4.0 because I know we went through several iterations. <laughs> so. You know, and really just think about the future, man. And I think that, you know, everybody who's worked really hard, you know, nobody... And I want I want everybody to realize, you know, with the Coalition as well, like, everybody has put their skin in the game with this website, meaning, like, even though people were able to create careers off of the Coalition, the Coalition was a big non-for-profit. <laughs> Let's just be honest right now, you know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is like all the money we generate from this website has gone back into, you know, back into making the community better, back into making sure that we had coverage at some of the largest uh, gaming conferences around, back into making sure the site was up. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of writers put skin in the game. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to tip my hat to all of you guys who use this as a, as a way to propel your careers, you know, cause you did it the right way, you know, even me, and even me, and, um, there was a brief period when me and Rich was in California living together. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> when we was in Silicon Valley building a gaming website, because, because of my experience with, uh, the coalition, you know you know we had fun we, we spent the whole damn summer out there you know oh yeah so it that was awesome. it's a lot of history man a lot of history man i remember our first e3 bro with randy with uh with, with, with seven dog and swift it was and we had a, a had a fun out there man it was the first time really you know, really getting out the you know, it it, it really solidifies, you know what I mean? This is this isn't just a website where it's a few guys online bullshitting around. Like we really had a mission. We was we was really getting out the house. You know what I mean? Getting out the house with this. So, you know, I'm glad, you know, shout out to David, shout out to everyone man, he's just really part of it. There's a lot of people have come and gone too. And we had some really crazy hires, bro. We had some nutcases we done hired, man. Like, I remember we had we some nutcases, man. It was fun, though, man. It was fun. You know, like, we always had fun. You saw we had a bad employee, man. <laughs> that, shit was, that shit was insane.
0: Whenever we <laughs> had a bad
3: employee, maybe y'all made me fire on me. I remember
4: doing
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that.
4: Yeah, Mills is the Mills is the cleanup man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mills got to go clean that up, like, I don't yeah. know. These services are no longer no longer needed.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. well, straight up. Anybody who came through the coalition at any point in time, don't, I want to say thank you. Whether you were there for a day, whether you were there for ten years, I mean, you helped build something that's still here
1: today. So appreciate it. for sure absolutely i agree a hundred percent um well, sit, well, well you know since you already touched on it i i was gonna ask uh if you guys had had any other memories you you wanted to share
2: yeah um, i like the last uh discussion point was basically what's your best memory you know with the coalition so i mean perfect segue into it
1: yeah um I, yeah so I, I, I do have uh, a few quick ones I want to mention and then then I'll go I'll go to you guys uh, obviously um, I, I know I you know the first opportunity I had to go to e3 and that of course was thanks to the coalition because uh, I, I've always been someone that I saw this convention I was curious you know what it would take to get to this convention it's always a dream that I had to attend. And really cannot really uh, overstate just how much your life will change. Uh, well, how how much my life has changed just by joining the website and being affiliated with a lot of great people, uh, friends for life. But going to E3 as well, you know, because E3, essentially, whenever we go to E3, that is our opportunity. You know, I know it, it, a lot of people will go to E3 with the mindset, yeah, I want to go check out the games I want to go play some games, but really when I go to these events, it is to connect with uh, people who I consider my second family, because I only see them but a few times a year, if I'm lucky. And I know with Gary living out in the UK, and I'm living in Atlanta, Georgia right now, it's uh, definitely won't see Gary that often. So whenever I get an opportunity to go to E3, I always enjoy it. And I do recall the first time I went, it was an excellent experience. Uh, getting, you know, obviously, um, I believe we were staying at, uh, I forget what hotel it is because it has been remodeled now, but we did have an experience on this trip because if I recall, yeah, the clarion. that's yeah, it, the Clarion,
4: clarion,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the clarion. <laughs> yeah, the Clarion, well not, now it's another, it's another hotel now, they, they've remodeled it the last time uh, that, you know, I was at E3, I saw, uh, but That hotel uh, was interesting, I will say that much, but what I do remember is that first time we went there, it just so happens that, uh, I believe it was the van, when we were leaving E3, we got on the exact same van, and it just so happens that Analog Hype was staying at the same hotel and leaving to go to the airport
4: at the exact same time. That was an awkward-ass ride back to the airport, Yeah, That was an awkward-ass ride back to the airport. Oh yes, yes. See, this is the days before Uber when everybody had to get Superman and shit. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean,
1: oh yeah, I, I I remember that. That was interesting. You know, I didn't know all of the history of what happened with analog hype, so I had to learn some of this stuff. But that that was uh that was interesting. <laughs> um, one other one other memory that I did want to mention. Then I'll, I'll move on to somebody else's. Uh, I do recall when I first joined the website. Um, I believe that, uh, you know, I was on the site for, I think, about a week, and then I, you, I believe you guys were having a podcast, decided to record a podcast. And they said, Yeah, how about you join the podcast? So I joined the podcast, and uh, I believe at the time we had uh, Hyper on the show as well as Andre uh, Tipton. Oh, yeah. Um, and, they, and, and these guys got into a conversation that lasted for hours and hours and hours, I forget what game they were talking about specifically all I know is that, I mean it was an entertaining conversation, but man, that was a long there had to be at least 3 or 4 hour podcasts <laughs> because yeah, they, they, they really got into that because I know Hyper liked going back and forth on a lot of things that he kept saying so yeah that, 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 was, that was funny
4: Wasn't Hyper one of those dudes Mills had to to let go of? I don't know. Uh I think so. I think so. Is is, is that true, Mills? Oh no. Yeah, it's true. Oh, Okay. (laughs) 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 It's one of those guys.
3: (laughs) Hilarious. Shout out the Hyper.
4: (laughs) Yo, man! Shout out to Drow, man. Like Drow has. I think it'll be we, we'll be remiss not to give a big shout out to Drew, who was pretty much the CTO of the coalition, and really just built the website. You know what I mean? He always built the website. Always is helping out. Drove didn't even know how to code when we started this website, and then he just turned into someone who just knew was a master at WordPress and PHP and learning how to code. Like he just became a master. At at at, coding, you know, and that was only through necessity. Like it wasn't because we, we just didn't have anybody, and yeah. he became our ace because because we had Drow, we were able to sustain. And there was a lot of people who just couldn't understand why our site looked better than it is <laughs> You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, shout out to Drow. And,
1: and you know the, the the real crazy thing about Drow is. No one, we, we never never met this guy in person, never seen him in person. I know a couple of you guys maybe heard his voice a few times, but I've never actually heard Ro's voice. Never saw him Me in neither. person. And, and the thing is, he, he never, he never anytime we, we had a chance to go to E3, it, you know, he was one of the people that he was never interested in going to any of these shows. So we haven't ever had a chance to meet him, which I find crazy. But, um... Yeah, he's done a significant amount of things for the website you definitely yeah. have to mention everything that he's done in terms of getting it operating and maintaining it for so long so yeah you're right definitely
4: got to give him a shout out oh, yeah. and, and shout out to kennedy too i feel like kennedy is the spoken word drum yeah you know I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah kennedy is hilarious uh this this guy another guy who i have encouraged or well, you should definitely come on the shows. He says, "No, no, nah, man." He's very good at impersonating me, though. Uh-huh.
4: I, Kennedy, Kennedy's I a know. Trump supporter too. By the way. Oh, whoa, he is. Pay me to do Uh oh.
2: Oh, he is. I gotta look into this. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy.
1: I didn't. I didn't know that. So I, I gotta ask him about that one. But um, yeah. The, You know yeah there's been a lot of great experiences i have to see if i can think of any other ones i'm going to go to you gary if you had any other memories you wanted to to mention in regards to the
2: coalition oh man like there's so many uh great memories like uh, that we had like because this was like a brotherhood like we all grew together like there's so many stories but um you know i obviously i have to I've, i've probably talked about this before but i have to mention that first E3 I went to, like, it was a life-changing thing. Um, it was like it, it was me, Anthony, and um, Seven Dog, aka Randy. Um, so shouts to him too, because you know he uh, put a lot of funding behind the the coalition when we originally started and everything. So big shouts to him. But um, yeah, that that first trip to E3 was life-changing. Um, I know, like. Cap and and Seven Dog, they probably thought I was a weirdo Because of the culture difference Like, you know, with me being from England And, um, you know, obviously uh, there in the US and everything Like, they probably thought I was a weirdo at first But then, you know, we we got used to each other after a while And it was cool Um, And, you know, we we built a lot of relationships With other people there and everything And, you know, off of that trip I also met my, my father, so... That was, you know, a huge uh, that, that will always be like a huge Moment in my life, like that first E3 Like it was my first time travelling alone First time going to E3 First time feeling like I, I, I fit in somewhere And um, first time Meeting my, my dad, so that was like A life de- defining moment for me So uh, that, I definitely Have to say that, you know as my best memory, but there's been so many So many great moments Throughout the coalition's history.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh how about you, Mills, did you have any other moments you wanted to share?
3: Yeah, there are definitely a lot of moments, but two moments particularly stand out during that E3 where we stayed at the Clarion. One was not getting into the Microsoft press conference.
1: Oh yes, I forgot about that. I, I forgot think that's about where that.
3: my hate of Microsoft may have started to kind of build up
2: right there. So that we couldn't get into that conference. That was when uh, Cap Cap won that free X, Xbox, right? Yep.
3: Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to win it; you just had to get in the door. Just there for the show. Everybody got the hookup. So the fact that we were already there and waiting in line and couldn't get in, I'll never forget that Microsoft and that one but the second is with you Gary When before I went to that video games live concert I ran to the store and got some four locos oh man <laughs> and we started drinking on those four locos and you couldn't control your laughter I started to feel like I was Martin Lawrence in the room <laughs> every time I said something you would laugh I was like what's up and you start laughing <laughs> you couldn't stop so yeah, okay. I never forget that. Oh. Four locals was pretty strong, and then they're not easy to find anymore. So
2: shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they put in that drink, but yeah, like that 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 drink was powerful. Definitely, that was a good time.
1: Yeah, that's one. Something story else stands out here.
3: too. Since Ed's in the chat. Shout out to Ed. I remember his computer broke down and he couldn't write for a little bit on the site so I sent him my old computer to try to get get him back and running but while it was in transit he actually got another computer so it all worked out in the end on that
2: <laughs> so what did he do with that spare computer he said he still has it to the tr- somewhere oh, in his whoa, closet whoa. basement somewhere <laughs> That, that's property of the coalition, man. You need to send that back.
1: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know anything about that story. It's interesting. <laughs> all right, all right. So, all, all right, Anthony. Uh, any any final moments that you wanted to
4: to mention? Um, every moment was magic, man. Just chilling on Skype. Skype was like our office, man. You know, and just. I miss actually chilling with you guys on Skype and just joking around, having a good time, man. That shit was always enjoyable, man. That's, it was almost like a home away from home, you know what I'm saying? Like when, you know, jump on Skype, there's always something going on, always something people was talking about, always something that was funny and something. And then I remember the days where we would just have chats. Well, we didn't have shit going. We didn't have a podcast. We didn't have a meeting. We was just in the chat. it just... On, the, on Skype, and just, you know, Ed would jump in and say, is this a meeting? What are we in here for? And he'll just hang up. And then he'll come <laughs> back. Later. Because we would just have, you know, we just sit up there shooting the shit, man. So, yeah, it was like a brotherhood, man. And we had a few women in the, the team, too. Uh, you know, um, and we got women on the team today. Shout out to Dana, you know, and, um, and then um, Tatiana. 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 Okay. But even in the past, I think we had some women on the team who probably came and went when they saw it was they didn't like our environment. <laughs> so, you know, it was uh this is before the before the new new climate we in, you know what I mean? So you know, it's just it's just uh we have fun, man. We have fun, man, and I think I'll never forget any of that, you know, and I think we just I would love to recreate that, man. I think we, we need to, not even just for video games, but just as brothers, man. You know, you know, we definitely need to all get together occasionally, either be online or even in person, and really just shoot the shit, man, and really just talk about, you know, life and how we're going to make it to the next level, man. So every moment was memorable to me. You know, every moment was a fun moment. Um, the first E3... Uh, all the conferences, even the conference recaps. You know, we always have fun, man. Even even the guys who are at home doing EG. You know, it, was, it was just exciting, man. So, shout out to everybody, man, who's always part of this movement. Man, and, uh, you know, you definitely made memories, and if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be who I am today. Man. So, thank you.
2: Thank you, too, man. I do have an additional memory that I just remembered um oh there like there was this this one time where the site just went down like completely there was some something went wrong with the server and it just shut down and I remember we had we literally had like a twenty five hour Skype call like it was just all day long, like we were just on skype like people were dropping in and out like doing different things, but like that call lasted like an entire day like longer than a day while we were you know trying to get the site back up and everything and uh that was just, that's just a, another memory that always comes back to me every now and then it was like you know um just the, the state of devastation that the site was down but then it also brought us together and you know um i it's just one of those moments where it defines the the brotherhood that we have and the dedication we've had to the site at that point in time so yeah that's another memory i don't you know i I don't
1: i don't recall if i i can't remember if i was around for that one but it kind of feels like i was around for one of those times when the site went down i I think he
4: was but yeah yeah the site always went down a few times (laughs) shout out shout, shout out to ed man he always was wondering where that castle crasher review i was supposed to write (laughs) it's never gonna get submitted. Shit ain't never getting done, bro. (laughs) And I still got Castle Crashes, even on my Xbox One. (laughs) Because everything transfers over. (laughs) So, you ain't never getting that one, buddy. (laughs) Uh oh.
1: Uh oh. Oh, that's true. So, uh, I guess, uh, we're coming to a close here. I don't know if there was anything else, uh, you wanted to bring up, Gary or, or, or Mills or Cap?
4: I mean, we need to talk about, you know, really, you know, where where the site is going, you know, and I think we need to have a discussion, man, about, you know, putting a gaming podcast on, you know, as people don't know, like, I do have a podcast network. And so we need to have some discussions about putting, the, you know, the podcast on my network, you know, and hopefully being able to create more exposure for the, for,
1: the, for the Coalition podcast, the co-op podcast. Uh, I, I agree 100% with that. Um, and I know Gary and I have uh, been working on something. We, we cannot really announce it at the moment, but uh, there, there will be some news in, in the future re- regarding other platforms uh, the co-op might be on, so we'll, we'll talk about that at, at a later time. We, we definitely need to talk about this other stuff for sure. Agreed.
2: So, uh... The the, uh, off-air discussion is gonna be on point for sure. Oh, yeah. So,
1: with that said, I think think that does uh, conclude our show for today. Uh, I definitely want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I do want to give a shout out to everyone that is a part of the coalition team and I just wanted to make one thing known Uh, yes today was an anniversary special but we are going to continue to have the anniversary going on because there are a ton of other people that have expressed interest in coming back on the show so we are going to have David Jagno return we're still trying to get the schedule worked out we're definitely going to have others including Dana Uh, uh, JJ and pretty much uh, Tony as well and others will still be on the show so make sure you stay tuned for that um, because uh, we're trying to work out all that scheduling stuff now but I definitely want to give a shout out to Mills and Cap for joining us today because yeah I I thought it was excellent discussions all around and I appreciate them taking the time to come back and relive Uh, everything that we've experienced so far with the coalition uh, definitely life changing uh, uh, moments yeah it
3: was definitely good to be here glad I could be a part of the coalition and work with you gentlemen just want to say happy veterans day to all the vets out there too you know thanks for your service appreciate it
1: absolutely yes happy veterans day indeed and thank Um, you for your service oh whoa oh yes thank you very much
3: thanks all
1: right so final shout outs uh how about you go first uh, anthony any shout outs any plugs you wanted to uh mention
4: um just shout out to everybody you know this i got a new podcast called leaders create leaders just launched on every platform spotify um Google, Apple, um, it's called Prudential Presents, so if it doesn't say Prudential Presents in the front of it, it's not the right one, so Prudential Presents Leaders Create Leaders, go listen to it. Um, it's hosted by Gerard Adams, who's the founder of Elite Daily, you know, years ago, like maybe like two, three years ago, he sold it for $50 million, um, I was thinking we could do the same thing with Coalition, so stay tuned for that. Um only halfway joking. <laughs> but shout out to, you know, everybody. So go listen to that podcast, shout out to all the, all the fans, all the, the listeners, all the you know, people who are writers on the coalition and yeah. That's it.
1: Absolutely. Uh how about you, Mills? Any other shout outs that you wanna give? No.
3: Just want to shout out once again everyone who ever came through the coalition. Big cups to you. And just the gaming community as a whole, you know, there's a lot of mess going on in the world. But gaming itself is, is something that's kind of bringing us together. It's supposed to be something we can use, you know, as a peace offering. So let's kind of keep gaming, you know, nice and positive. Let's keep all the bullshit
1: out of the way. And let's just keep gaming. I agree 100% with what you said and I could not have said that any better than the way you said it so I agree with that 100% <laughs> uh, alright
2: Gary now the floor is yours for uh, shout outs yeah so I want to uh, shout out a few people from Patreon that's um, M Collins Mauricio Aguilar Kim Dill, Fergus Mills Miguel, Antonio Rogers and Sean Gority. Uh, big thanks for your continued support and uh, definitely uh, look out for more content coming soon Uh, we are definitely uh, having discussions behind the scenes about uh, the future direction of things you know and uh, where we're going to take things in in 2019 so definitely expect some changes and uh, some new types of content and you know some new variety um so we, we thank you guys for continuing to support us and thanks to everyone who joined in the chat today also uh, i saw edward in there uh, shouts to Daniel lawson robert up uh, Christopher heart and um, and reggie as well um so big shouts to you guys thanks for you know um, getting involved with the discussion and everything and a big shouts to the, the whole coalition team you know past and present uh, because been a part of this amazing journey so thank you to
1: everyone absolutely yes thank you to everybody and uh, we thank you all for your continued support listening to the show Um, hope that you all have a great rest of the weekend as well as the week and we will talk to you all next week peace